0: When it comes to Arizona State basketball news, this week definitely started on a sour note for the Sun Devil Nation, as starting forward Romello White decided to put his name in the transfer portal, thus guaranteeing he will not be back in Tempe for his senior year. But just a few days later, ASU was able to officially announce its three spring signings, highlighted by five star guard Josh Christopher. And while all this is happening, the team is awaiting word from its Sioux starting guards, Remy Barn and Alonzo Verge, on whether they will remain in the NBA draft or return for the last go-around in the Maroon and Gold. So what do all these comings and goings and possible departures mean for the Sun Devils in the 2021 season? I invited Sun Devil Network analyst Kyle Dot to break it all down for us in this week's episode of the Devil's Junkies Podcast. I
1: was living in a devil town.
0: I didn't
1: know it was a devil town. Oh Lord, it really brings me down about the devil town.
0: Welcome to the Devils Junkies podcast. I'm your host and devilsitis.com publisher Hod Rabino. I hope this podcast finds you, you and your family safe and healthy during this COVID-19 pandemic. I know it's been a while since my last podcast, but I was specifically waiting for a day like today where Arizona State could announce the signing of Josh Christopher so I could talk about his addition as well as the other two transfers that are arriving with him as the team's spring signees. So in this podcast episode, I'm joined by someone who's very familiar with all three players, Sun Devil Network Analyst and former Arizona State point guard Kyle Dodd. There's lots of ground to cover in our conversation, so let's get started. So with all the news concerning Arizona State basketball that came down this week, I can't think of any anybody better than Sun Devil Network analyst uh, Kyle Dodd to just break down all the comings and goings concerning the Arizona State basketball program. Kyle, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, man. I, I think you don't know enough people, though. If you, you can't find anybody better than me <laughs> to break this
0: down for, well, you nah, know, with the, with with, with, the, with the pandemic and everything, you know, I I, I just got a low hanging fruit, so your your name came <laughs> up first. <laughs> but um, you know, Kyle, I'm somebody that likes to get the bad news out of the way first. But I would probably do a huge disservice uh, to the Sundayville fans out there listening to the podcast if, first and foremost, I did not get your take. On the signing of Josh Christopher, the five star guard from Los Angeles, ranked 11th uh, in the nation. One of two five star recruits that Arizona State was able to land in the 2020 class. The other one would be Marcus Bagley, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. But just talk about Josh Christopher, the player. I'm sure he is somebody that you saw quite a bit of film on uh, today, finally. You, just like Bobby Hurley, is allowed to talk about josh christopher uh what uh, kind of player do you think arizona state is getting
1: well i mean he's a uh, a guy that can come in and immediately you know change your program and impact at a, at a high high level you know he's a guy that you probably won't see too long in uh ruined and gold but um you know, having grown up in, in Southern California and and still knowing a lot of people in the basketball world in, in that area, I've heard nothing but, you know, good things about him as a person and, uh, you know, obviously as a player. So I think it's going to be uh, huge for for Bobby and his staff to, uh, to get a guy like that and bring him into the program. I mean, it's been a uh, it's been exciting over the you know the years that Bobby's been here and this is just another kinda notch in his in his cap, just you know, another big time recruiting victory. Um, so I I'm, I'm so excited to see him play.
0: When you just really kind of break down his game, Kyle, I know that the inevitable comparisons to James Harden are gonna take place. Obviously Josh Christopher is the highest rated recruit to land in Tempe since James Harden and Even when you see James Harden right now in the NBA, MVP and all, he's not really considered, especially in a league like the NBA, as an absolute freak athlete, explosive player. He's just really a surgeon, very methodical in his game. And Josh Christopher really is quite the opposite. Now, they both get the job done, so there's there's not just one right way to do it. But would you say that Josh Christopher is basically a more... Explosive version of James Harden and maybe do you compare him to somebody like Lou Dort But probably with a more consistent jump shot because both of them are uh, pretty f- physical players
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know Lou would be a great guy to compare him to I think I uh his ability to use his body, you know, compares to James and, and his strength and obviously his lower half. You can tell he gets his shoulders below people's hips and he and he can explode. And, you know, just watching some of the clips on him, he can go over the top of you. He can go around you. I mean, he's a uh, definitely a high-level athlete. And I, I think, um, you know... I, I think Dort would be a great comparison, just with the body type and the you know the physicalness that he could play with, and then and then also with the burst in the open court and and finishing at the rim. And like I said, uh, I think uh, Sun Devil fans and and the coaches and and everybody around the program is, is going to be excited to see this guy play. And I'm sure there'll be no shortage of highlights, especially above the rim with
0: uh, Josh Christopher. And Bobby just today talked about the uh, the 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 fear being of Josh Christopher being a, a fearless player, obviously a, a game changer, and maybe bringing a whole different aura, a whole different attitude to the program. Uh, I know that you you played with somebody uh, I, with that with somewhat similar uh, traits in, in 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 Ike Ike Diago, when you have a bona fide superstar that just. Changes the whole dynamic of the team. Changes the whole dynamic of how opponents approach you. Uh, you know, just talk about Josh Christopher's uh, impact in that vein in specific. What can that add to already pretty good Arizona State program?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's obviously got a following, and there's a, there's a certain hype around him, and and it's been talked about his his brand and, and what he brings with with that to Arizona State, and I think um, you know it's it's. Anytime you can get a le- recruit of his, you know, level to come to Arizona State, that's obviously huge. But I think again, it's just a tribute to Coach Hurley and what he's done over the last couple of years, in, in building this program, that you would get a kid like that to consider coming, and then and then actually move forward. And it's not just Josh Christopher. You mentioned, you know, Marcus Bagler earlier and he to me I've known him since he was a, a little kid and I've always seen the talent that's there and you know Marvin his older brother was obviously such a high level player so I think sometimes Marcus got lost in the mix a little bit but he this kid is he's as good I'm telling you he will be as good as any freshman in the country next year so I mean I think uh, between those two guys to come into a program and that's already on the rise. It's just it just shows you kind of the state of uh, Arizona State basketball.
0: And uh, since you know Marcus so well, uh, Kyle, I mean, let's delve a little more into him. I mean, I know when you look at his sheer size, uh, six seven, uh, really more of more of a wing player, but he's somebody that is not afraid uh, to, uh, to mix it up. I mean, very, every bit is physical, I think, as a, as a guy like Josh Christopher. There are some front court issues right now that uh, are hurting Arizona State, at least currently, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, what do you see Marcus Bagley's uh, impact, and how do you think he can mesh with the other five-star on the team, like Josh Christopher?
1: Uh, I think really well. I think that's the, the exciting part about Marcus is he's he's so unselfish and and when he need you know when he needs to take over, he can take over. He's so dynamic. He can do a little bit of everything. He can play physical, he can play down low, he can stretch the floor. He's got a beautiful stroke from the outside. He can really shoot it. And then again, he's a freak athlete, you know. He can play above the rim. So, I think he'll compliment, um Josh you know, really well. And I think Josh will, you know, compliment Marcus really well. I think they both can do almost anything on the floor. So there's going to be, uh, you know, different styles that you could play and different, you know, with the lineups that, you know, we've seen where, you know, over the last couple of years where you, we've seen the guard you and the excitement of that. And then we've seen a guy like Zylan shoot him come in and be, a, you know, a Crazy freak athlete on the wing and, and play above the rim. I mean, you're going to see a little bit of all of that, I think, uh, with those two guys. You know, adding to the mix.
0: Yeah, um, I know that you're 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 well uh, versed in the in the local high school basketball scene as well. And another player that was announced today as an Arizona State signee is Holland Woods, who prepped uh, locally here in the Valley in at at, at uh, Apollo High. What uh, do you think uh, his impact can be? I know there's a chance he might sit out this year and actually suit up in the uh, 21-22 season. But uh, as far as uh, point guard needs, another issue we'll talk about in a few minutes, uh, what, uh, what, what can uh, a guy like Colin, uh, Woods uh, bring to the table and impact the Sun Devils?
1: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's an exciting, exciting again, another dynamic guard. Um, a lot of people may know it or may not, but he played on the same club team as Marcus and Marvin for uh, uh, Marvin Bagley's father. They had a, a club team. <laughs> Um, and so he's really close with the uh, with the Bagley family. He was actually at the NBA draft, I think, with, with the Bagleys when Marvin got drafted. So I think him and Marcus will obviously have that connection already. But he is, uh, yeah, he's super exciting. He's lightning quick. He can flat out put it in the hole. But he has really good vision, and he's got a little flair. He's got a little. Uh, I, I like. I mean, there's a, there's a part parts of his game that I remind me a little bit of Jahi, and I think, uh, you know, he's got some flash, and he'll put some sauce on it a little bit sometimes, <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's another great pickup, and uh, I mean, if you're, if you're a guard like him, why wouldn't you want to come play for Coach Hurley, and, yeah. and the, you know, freedom that he gives you, and, and he's seen, I think, what what's come before him, so, and he's got, a, you know, good, really good family, so I know his mom pretty well, she's awesome, so just a really good contribution to the uh, Sun Devil family
0: and and speaking of regards uh let's talk about uh, the last player that was announced today as an arizona state signee luther muhammad a transfer from uh from ohio state uh didn't put up um eye-popping numbers or anything like that but just uh brings that uh, uh new jersey tough mentality really somebody that i think can add uh, a, a lot on defense. Maybe another player that you would compare to, uh, come, really compare to Lou Dort, but uh, maybe somebody that his strength lies more on the defensive end than the offensive end. This is a player that is definitely going to sit out this this uh, coming season. So really, uh, just having uh, that player uh for for years to come for arizona state i don't know how much you got to see luther muhammad uh, on film and whatnot but uh what kind of uh impact can he provide for arizona state
1: yeah i mean i've got to see a little bit i think he um you know what i like about what coach early has done since he's been here he's had these guys that's transfers that have come in and had to sit out a year but they've made practice really competitive and they've made you know practice you know a lot better. And I think, uh, you know, a guy like Muhammad to come in and sit out, I mean, he's going to get after these, these guards and make them work. And that only makes your team better. We saw it when Rob Edwards did it. We saw it when Shannon Evans did it. I mean, there's been guy, you know, guy after guy that, you know, has really contributed to that other that other squad in practice. And then when he's eligible, I think uh, he's going to be a, a physical defender. And you know, we saw last year the strength of, of, the you know, one of the major strengths of the basketball team was guarding the basketball. And with guys like Jalen House and, and Verge and, and Remy, and those guys really got after the ball, you're, you're going to see another guy that can really do that in
0: Muhammad. Yeah. Uh, I know that um, earlier um, the when, when we had – the uh the, the zoom um press conference uh with bobby hurley and for the record uh hurley um did um excuse himself from the video uh, portion of the press conference he said i'm uh, six weeks without a haircut so uh, i'll just keep it uh, audio this time <laughs> so i think uh with the uh barbershops opening over here in a couple of days uh i know about one person in the valley that's pretty excited <laughs> to, to uh hit the, hit the barbershop uh this weekend but i i did ask uh Early, earlier that do, does he see with guys like Christopher and Bagley who very well both could be one and dones for Arizona State following Lugensdorf from a couple of years who was the first one and done ever in program history can you see Arizona State maybe developing that Recruiting mentality if you will and probably not to a level of a kentucky or a duke where they have four or five one-and-done players uh, It seems each and every season, but maybe just more often uh, than not even compared to the rest of the Pac-12 and Bobby early said that uh, he, he didn't want Arizona State to be th- to be that type of program and really uh, th- they they need to recruit in many different ways not only in the one and done avenue even if we got the scenario where a year from today we're talking about both christopher and bagley preparing for the nba draft um uh, how do you think kyle this really affects arizona state's recruiting uh you know on the one hand already needing to fill some big shoes in the 2021 class but maybe with guys like christopher and Bagley leaving the program after one year maybe arizona state can develop somewhat of that reputation of attracting those one-and-done players that can really keep your program that much more relevant on the national stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime time you're going after guys of that level, you're, you're going to run the risk of, <laughs> of having those guys only be in your program a short amount of time. And I think what uh, you know, Coach Hurley's really shown is the ability to balance that you know, all out. He has guys that are going to be three- or four-year guys, um, to complement the those guys and so as you could see it as we're recruiting at a higher level than probably ever in program history you're gonna have you're gonna run the risk and I think it's it's a perfect way to do it because if you're Kentucky I've always said this if you're Kentucky or even Arizona at times you know you, you're going and you have four five six guys sometimes max exodus <laughs> and the pressure to get to, to reload every year and teach a another five, six guys that are still freshmen, still 18-year-olds, to teach them your system in, in a short amount of time, and then and then they leave. And then you got to do it again and again. I just think that would be <laughs> not, not a fun way to do things. Obviously, uh, I say that, I'd probably, probably take it if we could get six McDonald's All-Americans. But I think <laughs> Coach Hurley, what he's done is just the perfect balance of uh, getting guys in here who are going to be program guys and program changers, but they're going to do it over the course of, you know, Three years, four years, and then also you get the big time talent on the other end that can um, that can affect in just one one or two years. So I think uh, you know those guys. Uh, like I said, when you're recruiting at the level that we're recruiting, you're, you're going to have you're going to have to do that a little bit.
0: Yeah. So when we talk about um, uh, recruiting, uh, now we get to the uh, bad news uh, portion of of, of of our podcast and talk about some. Um, certain departures and some uh possible departures from the program let's talk about the certain departure of uh, of Romello White uh news came down uh this past Sunday night and I think this really was a heel turn from a player who was entering the NBA draft totally testing the waters a lot of uh, folks uh, in the program believed that there was a good chance that he he was going to come back But on Sunday night, he announces that he goes into the transfer portal, not only going into the portal, but also going with a do not contact tag, which means that Romello White already knows his destination. You're probably hearing it as much as I am. His connection with Jerry Stackhouse, who was his coach back in his AAU club days, now Stackhouse being the head coach for Vanderbilt. It looks like Romello White is all but certain to head over to Nashville to play his last year of collegiate basketball. Just from perspective, Kyle, how much of a surprise was it to you and what kind of uh, impact can that have for the Sun Devils uh, this coming season? You're talking about the pure post uh, player, a pencil and starter for next year, now gone from the program.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I, I was, you know, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I could see him getting the feedback and and, entering his name in the draft and just kind of seeing where he's at. And I I think um, everybody understood that. But like you said, we all probably figured that he would get the feedback and they would say, hey you're probably not going to get drafted, and he'd probably come back. But to see that he's transferring, uh, my initial thought was, oh, maybe he just wants to be, you know, because I've heard, you know, you know, he's, one, uh, well, maybe wanted to be going close to home. And so I, was, I thought Georgia or you're Georgia Tech or something like that. And then, you know, with the Vandy connection, it makes sense. Um, you know, and that's what I've kind of heard, uh, too. I mean, I so, I yeah, I was shocked. I, uh, I think it's going to be um, – a tough loss but i think that you got guys that are gonna be ready to step up and it's gonna be i'll tell you what it'll, it'll make them play they're already gonna be playing guard you and playing fast and playing an up-tempo exciting brand of basketball but i think you could really see that even go to another level with uh, with mellow gone i mean mellow was able to get up and down the floor it's not like he was a big slug big man but you know he you did give mellow touches because he did make great decisions in the post and really good passer out of the post, and he could score the ball in the post. Now you got guys that are more dynamic. I mean, Tay, Tay's going to have to step up. I thought Tay really came on in a lot of areas towards the end of last year. Um, he probably you know, He's probably going to have to you know play a bigger role on the scoring side of things than he did. But, um, you know, Jalen Graham, we've talked about the upside with him. So, I mean, those are guys that are going to get, you know, a lot of the minutes up front, and uh, they can play. Those those are two really good athletes too. So I mean, I think it's going to be a. It may increase the pace even more. Like I said,
0: I mean, you, you talk about the, the 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 guard you, and uh, even though it really hasn't been a consistent system for arizona state granted it happened in 1718 but then uh, the the year that you had both uh zylan cheatham and lou dort as starters uh it was somewhat of a departure uh f- from that system last season we saw it a lot uh with the emergence of alonzo verge rob edwards remy martin uh, do you think that when arizona state is failure or maybe in in an exaggerate way branded as guard you do you think it's kind of hard sometimes for the current front court players to really be happy with their number of touches and you think that maybe inadvertently and innocently even uh, it's sometimes hard to attract front court players to a system like Arizona State which again is really priding itself on having exceptional guard play with a head coach that is still considered as the the best uh, point guard to ever lace it up uh, for college basketball. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's the, that's the attraction to um, to Coach Hurley, and most of these kids, um, they see that uh, you watch guys that have played for him over the last couple of years, and, and the freedom and the style of play, and so I think it takes a certain kind of big man to want to play in that system, I mean, you obviously, if you're a possession-type big game, man, and you're just a wide load, and you're a, you know, put your butt on the block and go get me buckets, it's Probably not the best, you know, system for you if you're going to be laboring up and down the court, but I don't think those are the type of guys that, that you've seen Coach Hurley go after, and so I think, um, you know, it's a it's kind of the, like the new hybrid big. It's the guy that can, can stretch the floor and knock down shots, and the, the guy that can beat you with his... Foot speed, rim to rim runs, and and getting getting out on the break and catching lobs. And I mean, we saw Zyland do it. I mean, he played basically. Z played all five positions at points during his you know year there. So I think uh, that's the kind of big you probably um, that will fit really well in, in the Arizona State system.
0: So we talked about the guaranteed departure, in Romello White. Uh, let's move to the two. Possible departures: Two players that uh, have put their name uh, in the NBA draft. The uh, first one, Remy Martin. I mean, we already talked about him uh, over over a month ago, so we're not gonna rehash that. But uh the other player which uh, really almost kinda snuck under the radar entering his name to the NBA draft, or even some lists he didn't show up initially, and that's uh Alonzo Verge. So, um was that a player, Kyle, that you were surprised to see his name entering uh the, the NBA draft? And how do you think that uh process uh will ultimately uh bode uh, well well or not well for him?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, nothing really surprises me right now <laughs> with the uh with the you know college basketball in general, with the world that we live in, obviously, but um, I think um, I think verge with a, a little bit different format than the normal format because of what we're going through with the COVID and stuff. I think maybe he just said, "Hey, I want to hear what they have to say. I want to see. I want to hear what people are are thinking." And um, I guess you know, there's no harm in, in doing that. I I I would expect the um, you know just my opinion. I would expect that the feedback that he would get would be that he probably needs to come back to school. and mm-hmm. um, But who knows? You know, you never know. So um, I'm sure he's just testing the waters, you know, like they call it and, and seeing kind of what information he can collect and, and then make the best uh, decision for himself ultimately. And, you know, the crazy part is, I mean, obviously we'd love, 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 love for Remy and, and uh, Alonzo and, you know, those guys to come back. But, if, if they didn't, and they decided it was best for them to leave, and you know, you still got so much talent on this roster, so it's uh, it's not like it would be the end of the world. But you definitely, you know, I think all of us are hoping that that those guys uh, decide that they want to be they want to wear maroon and gold one more year. You know?
0: Yeah. So 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 last question, Kyle. So the consensus was that if Remy Martin, Alonzo Verge, and Romello White return to the team knowing that Arizona State is going to have Josh Christopher and Marcus Bagley in the lineup, that this was a team that absolutely should be number one in the preseason poll for the Pac-12, a team that probably anything short of a Sweet 16 would be a grave disappointment. Now you have a scenario where Romello White is definitely not returning, but good chance that both Remy Martin and Alonzo Verge will be in the lineup again. When you look at that team with Josh Christopher, with Marcus Bagley, with players returning from last year like uh, Kimani Lawrence, Tayshon Cherry, Jalen Graham, do you still feel that this is a team that should be in the preseason top 25 nationally, should be a team that should absolutely contend for the, for the Pac-12 championship, should go somewhat deep in the NCAA tournament, or do you think maybe a lot hinges on what kind of front court player can they land between now and the beginning of the season? Can that be a player that's, that can be an impact starter? Or just somebody that would provide depth behind Jalen Graham, who probably is going to be the prohibitive, prohibitive uh, starter uh, right now in the ASU lineup? How do you see all that shaping up for Arizona State in 2021?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, obviously, if those guys come back, I think that they would still, you know, be up there, even with Melo, you know, out there, or, uh, you know, out. I think that they would be considered one of the favorites, for sure, to win the league and, you know, and and to have a heck of a season. Um, You know, if Remy or Verge or those guys didn't come back, I I still think, in my mind, I I think that they would still be up there at the top of the pack, Uh, that being said. I don't. I think the media would probably take a wait and see approach, and probably want not be. A, you know, they probably would not be a preseason pick to win the league. But I think if those guys if those guys come back, then they definitely have the the ability to um, to, to win the league and, and go deep. You know, in postseason, and they definitely have the talent for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, Kyle. Well, as always, uh, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, I hope that uh, we can. Uh, Be sitting here sometime in October uh, talking about a college basketball season starting on time, examining um, a roster uh, that uh, may have even some uh, surprise additions, and uh, really um, seeing um, if indeed this can be the best ASU basketball team that Bobby Hurley has ever coached uh, in in Tempe. But I think the news uh, today is uh, definitely definitely exciting for Arizona State. And thank you so much uh, for sharing your thoughts. Uh, Stay uh, healthy and stay safe out there.
1: All right, man, I appreciate it, and I hope the same. I think uh, my, my hope is that I can go back to being the Don King of ASU basketball, the hype guy, and try to get <laughs> people in the bank and, <laughs> and that uh, we go back to normal soon. But, yeah, I hope uh, all Sun Devil Nation is staying safe out there and, and you and your family too. Hode.
0: Okay, thanks again, Kyle. So that will do it for this week's episode of the Devil's Junkies podcast. Thanks again for Kyle Dodd from the Sun Devil Network joining us. As you can see, this week's news definitely brings an equal mixture of excitement and uncertainty for the Sun Devil basketball program. In a month or so, we'll know whether it could have both Remy Martin and Alonzo Verge returning to the team. And we might have to wait a month or two later beyond that to see how the roster does indeed round out with possible additions in the 2020 class and examine how well Arizona State was able to fulfill its full court needs. I'm not going to say it's, this is going to be a make or break point for a successful ASU season, but in my opinion, this could be the difference between just a team that should finish in the top tier of the conference at the end of the regular season, just like it did these past two campaigns, or will the these additions in the next few months make it a team that should definitely be mentioned as a legitimate contender to capture their first ever Pac-12 championship. So we will obviously follow all these developments on my website, devilsdigest.com. And if you're not a subscriber, I would definitely love to have you on my premium message board, Devil's Huddle, talking about these topics and obviously also talking about Arizona State football, which had some recent commits in the 2021 class and has some players that I expect to pledge in the next few weeks. So make sure you head over there for all the latest news and subscribe today to devilsdigest.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy. Take care now i
1: was living in a devil town
0: i didn't
1: know it was a devil town oh lord it really brings me down about the devil town